You're listening to The Process, where we talk to some of the industry's most talented artists, including film, TV and game. From concept artists to previs to 3D animators and visual effects artists, we talk about a personal project of theirs and take a look at the work that went into them, as well as show an insight into the mind and workflow of each artist. For any visuals discussed in this episode, we've provided a link to images and videos should you need a bit more context. My name is Yub Zondag. Uh, I was originally born in the Netherlands, moved to Canada around 2004. Um, my main background in the, in the very beginning, before I hopped over into the more VFXy Blender world, was just frame by frame hand drawn animation and stop motion. And uh, for my um, Ryerson uh, thesis film, uh, I was making a 20 minute stop motion film. And it was quite ambitious. And that's actually how I met Nick, because Nick kind of like helped me with the technical side of like actually making the thing and look and making it look good. So while I played with puppets all day, <laughs> he made the uh, he lit everything, did the camera. So the, the short film was a, a big success with the university and with festivals. And um, three years later, we're still making stuff together. Uh, yeah. And I'm and I'm Nick Alberelli. I grew up in Canada and uh, I went to film school with you and yeah, so we, we made a stop motion uh, film together and he was all on the, yeah, like puppets and animation side. And I focused on like the teching and lighting of it and just cinematography and actually getting the thing done. And our partnership's always been about, you know, filmmaking first. So we're not like, I don't see myself as a tech guy. He doesn't see himself as just a, like an animator. We kind of see ourselves as filmmakers first. We write yeah. conceive of ideas and then the rest of it, like which we're going to get into with blown apart all comes from our want to like see our scripts realized. And the project that you guys worked on, was it kind of, you were just put with another person or did you sort of choose, did you know that Nick's um, skill set was that? And did you, how did you? Uh, uh, You've actually just decided to make the film by himself. Okay. <laughs> and then what came across some issues and. Well, here's the thing. I had all the puppets designed. I had the script, I had the sets. And I was like, oh boy, I get to, I get to start in a week. And then Nick came to me in like the hall. I was like, hey, you, how are you doing this, the camera text? Like, oh, I have this, I this. He's like, that's not going to work. Just let me, just let me do it. Let, let me come in there and like help set up. Well, it was after the first, can I just, uh, if you don't mind me revealing a tiny bit, yeah, it was after that first edit you did, which was all from Premiere Proxy. So he was like taking all of his beautiful raw, like he was taking images and then he would throw them into Premiere and then turn them into a proxy and then slap that together. And that became the edit. But that actually became like the final project. And I was looking at him, <laughs> where did all the detail of like, where did it all, like we had so much, so you had so much image data and it, it bothered my soul <laughs> to see so much work going into the, 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 uh, animation. And then because you was getting a bit frustrated at the end of the edit process, it was like a, a, a basically 90% of the quality of the film was going out the window, oh. like as in the lighting and like we lost, like it, it was like watching, you know, you're basically what we were, ex we were exporting was more like a uh, like a half res proxy yeah of the actual images and we worked together to reconform the film back to all of the raw images and yeah just that's how I got involved was seeing like yeah. you was having doing a ton of amazing work and there was a bit of difficulty technically at the end and I tried to help so I learned, I learned that's how there that um, you, you probably shouldn't do everything yourself. You should probably <laughs> have different opinions and different expertise coming in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like that's kind of where our collaboration started. And awesome. it, now we're like Nick's also a lot more into the art, and I'm more into getting into the tech. So we're kind of teaching each other sure, constantly. Yeah. 
So that's also very important of our partnership is that like we're constantly teaching each other and pushing each other to try different things. I'm constantly being asked to try different things in my comfort zone, like using Blender, for example. That gave me heartburn in the beginning, <laughs> jumping over from Toon Boom to Blender. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah. definitely. Um, and I guess uh, so. If when you when you released the uh, proxy version, the proxy version, the low res version, um, I guess you you could have released the remastered version, <laughs> being. You know, yeah. the full, it, the full uh, rest version. It kind of did happen because in film school, we watched it a few times uh, at, at like different screening levels. And then so slowly it went from this proxy version to like getting full, the same edit, getting fully kind of like remastered sure. essentially. Sure. And then, yeah. yeah. It was quite impressive to see my work look that good on the big screen. I was like, oh, But it's crap. what you actually shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I don't know. I was busy making puppets. I don't know. <laughs> and I guess that's, you know, as a, as, as um, artists, you, you do kind of, you work on your own a lot and you sort of not keep everybody away. It's kind of your thing. And it's sometimes difficult to sort of put your head up and go, can you help me out with this? Cause you kind of just get carried away and just get, yeah. get stuck into it on your own as, as, as an artist. Sometimes. And once you have a process, it's entire, it's hard to change. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, it's like pipelines with everything. Yeah. Right? Once something's moving, it's like the momentum. Mm-hmm. And that's actually part of why I, we got involved together was because I was, we were able to notice that like, okay, if this continues, there might be uh, like like this can't like this will become the process, and then I uh, it was important like we worked together to after that first sequence to make sure that the rest of it was done in a way that like yeah that actually worked. I don't know that was sure. a bit of a flub, but <laughs> it worked. It worked. Uh, is that um, is that by any chance a Yeti? Yes, I'm sorry, I'm drinking too much, but yes, I love Yetis. I have a I actually have a fleet of them. <laughs> I was always asking my wife for um, a, a, something to drink out of. You know, I just want a good quality, um, you know, somewhere to drink water out of. Um, and she bought me a Yeti, and I've been obsessed, yeah. absolutely obsessed with the brand and the Yeti and the quality and how cold it keeps everything. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I've just that's all I ever want now is just Yeti stuff. I've only got this one, but it's just, yeah. Every, every, no, every, I every, heard me too. When we were yeah. working side by side, we had a desk set up. We were side by side. Yeah, and we used to look at me and be like, I pity you with your cold coffee. <laughs> like, he, was, like, he was just, I had to switch over too. I was like, okay. Oh, have you switched to Yeti as well? You? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Not, not here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got one the moment Nick got one. Because I'm like, okay, I forget sure. about my coffee because I'm working, right? So. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. It's really good for workaholics because after three hours, your coffee's still burning hot. Yes. And, and you weren't, you know, you were too busy working. Absolutely, the, uh, <clears throat> I I love the Yetis, and yeah, uh, they're just yeah, they're just my favorite cups. And I actually, from like a slightly eco-y perspective, I actually only drink out of the Yetis because it one, it's just like yeah, I always like having my things hot or cold, and sure. that way it also like I just am not I don't do as many dishes. It's like I yeah, if I want water. It's that same bottle. I just Absolutely. rinse it out and keep using it. This Absolutely. could be a Yeti commercial now. Yeah, yeah no, I think it could be. And uh, yeah, maybe we start... could get some um, brands some to sponsor yeah, the exactly future videos. Branded, uh... Do you know, you know what? Funny you say that. Um, we joked around saying um, maybe we should angle, like put put the Yeti mug in the corner <laughs> of the frame just to sort of show that we've been drinking Yeti for a long Coca-Cola, time. Coca-Cola, just right there too. Just trying to get everything in there. <laughs> so, yeah, where, where are you guys currently? I know you guys um, worked in a basement and, and is that, um, tiny, tiny media. How, how did that come about? And so we moved in together at first to do this stop motion film. So we lived together 
and built did the stop motion film. Well, first in an attic was oh, where okay. the stop motion film was essentially done, or like just above a garage. And then we uh, moved in together uh, into a house, uh, and uh, yeah, and then we were working in the basement, and that was our office for a long time. Now we do have separate places. Yeah, an incomplete and, basement, if I might add. Yeah, exactly. It was an incomplete basement. <laughs> it was like a and, dungy, dark. <laughs> Death yeah, windows. There's, there's, no, no, no window. There's a window. There was a shot of it, I think, in one one video. Yeah, it was in, it. was it in your how how you guys make cartoons like the behind the yeah, scenes? Oh, just yeah. like yeah, we've yeah. seen we've done done a bunch of background. <laughs> a little stuff. bit of research. I think I've given that to you inside the folder Brilliant. as well, so you have the original video of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yes, that is that is that it was the infamous basement, I and mean, that's where most Napoleon stuff happened, and where we the first like batch of episodes we made them sitting right next to each other uh, in that office. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. And and yeah, Tiny Media is just a, like a, we, we, we hope to make some other projects as well. We have a couple other ideas, um, but Napoleon right now is our baby. And uh, yeah, just that's that's why it is Tiny Media. It's just tiny because it should be, it's yeah. tiny. It's tiny because we're tiny. Yeah. It's just the- uh, Tiny team, no budget, you know, <laughs> like- we, we, we work exclusively, like, uh, not exclusively, but we work with our friends who, like, you know, like Michael, who does the music, he, he went to university with us. Johnny, who does the voice of um, Napoleon and Talleyrand, he went to high school with you? Yeah, high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, and my high school buddy also did the voice. So, like, we're, we're, we're it's like we're working with, like, our friends who also love art and just That's making great. stuff. And That's great. Yeah, yeah, basically, we create this collaboration almost, like. Yeah, exactly. And Johnny friend and Johnny's friend Cara also joined us to be the voice of Josephine. And just yeah, so we we find uh, yeah we have all non-union actors that are just friends of ours, people that usually are uh, into acting and voice acting in some way. Uh, and yeah, we we it's really just about we want to like tell these stories. We have funny little ideas we want to make. Today we're we're pretty much talking about uh, yeah your your animated web series uh, made in Blender with grease pencil. How did how did it come about? The inspiration for um, Blown Apart that would be great to hear. So we actually came up with the Blown Apart idea when we were traveling in, in the states for our stop motion film. So we were in Seattle, and we were already kind of like hobnobbing. Okay, what should be the next idea? And we were we, like, I, I loved history. Nick likes history for like because the connection with modern politics and past, like it's all kind of the same, right? At the end of the day. And we were talking and uh, we were thinking, oh, Caesar, this or that. But Napoleon is by far the historical character that has the most stuff around him. Like he's just an endlessly fascinating character. And we were originally going to do it stop motion. But our, produce, the- yeah, our, our producer <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the stop motion was like, do you guys want to die? Like, have you learned nothing? So we, we then, as we were working and developing on the idea, um, I was experimenting in Toon Boom. And uh, I love Toon Boom, but there's a problem with Toon Boom is that it costs money. <laughs> it costs money to really? have the Toon Boom license. Mm-hmm. And if then Nick had to get it and I was not going to be a student anymore. So the, the price is going to be jacked up. So we were debating, well, I was at least, okay, Adobe then. Like, I didn't really know. And then Nick walked in, you know, very oh. confidently and, and said, we're using Blender now. Yeah. And I'll, I'll let Nick take it over from there. <laughs> yeah, so basically we had, yeah, because we had the idea and we were like, okay, we have this comedy. It was basically the idea is to do like a sitcom about about Napoleon. Uh, and, and it was the other reason we picked Napoleon was because there's very little media about Napoleon, really. So he's like, a, he's probably one of the biggest figures that has the least, uh, well, now there's actually the Ridley Scott film coming out, which we reference in a yes, video. Yes. Um, so switching to Blender, the reason why was essentially we looked at uh, Harmony, and yeah, Harmony Bo- had two problems. It was one, expensive, but two, it also wasn't a great platform to grow on top of. 
So then we looked at Blender and I learned Python uh, for Blender. And uh, we basically recreated the most basic version of the rigging system that we had looked at in Harmony. And we made it in Blender. So we wanted to do a cutout system or just one character and you kind of spun around. And uh, yeah, we basically, we first figured out how to draw the character in Grease Pencil. Mm -hmm. Once you've had the character designed and laid out, we figured out a way to start flipping all of the, like, the parts of the character around. And that was a very manual process. And then I started scripting. Uh-huh. I learned how to script in add-ons. And then we started with a more primitive uh, rig con- uh, character rig that has like some buttons that would just flip him around sure. and it was all FK. And we now have a pretty fancy rig where it's, it switches from FK to IK and it spins around and it has a custom add-on on it. And it has lots of little uh, nudgy buttons and features, things to move Napoleon's like thumbs and hands forward and back. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, nice. it's a nice. it's a really great uh, platform. Grease pencil. There's some. There's there's always one or two things with grease pencil that aren't perfect, but it's a great uh, tool still, and it's being developed further. Uh, one of the t- challenges though is like there's no really good 2D Boolean erasers, so we couldn't really do anything frame by frame. Well, one that's a t- huge lift for you to be frame by frame animating. And that's why we <laughs> track this to cut out. But also, we we enjoyed embracing the. I think at least we enjoyed embracing the limitations sure. of yeah. grease pencil because it it forced our art style to go into a certain direction. And I think that's really fun. Just like if you look past that, like down the history of uh, cinema, like you always are limited by the technology, and that ends up a certain look. And I kind of almost think that now everything like with Unreal Engine, you can kind of just make anything and it would look just as amazing as it as it should. And uh, yeah, so there's something really interesting, I think, about embracing the limitations of something still. Uh, it makes something look weird. Um, what was a big shock for me is that like from Harmony or like traditional animation, like Flash or anything, it's a flat plane. But like now they're in Blender, you're oh, making yeah, a mean. 2D, you're making a 2D character in a 3D environment. So um how I eventually wrapped my head around it in the old Popeye cartoons, they would have, they would sculpt um, a background uh, from clay and paint or whatever. And they put a piece of glass with Popeye in front of it. And then they'd film the glass mm-hmm. with Popeye. And then you see the the set behind it. Bonaparte's kind of similar. Like we made a, a set in 3D and we just put the 2D characters in front of the camera. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Can I just add Because in that yeah, comes another, another limitation was like, you pointed out, like we were talking, we basically we were doing, again, from the filmmaker side of things, we're trying to figure out, okay, let's say we had this idea, we wanted to pay people to make this make this series. Where, do, like, what's our costs? Where are we going to lose most of our time? It was, backgrounds was one of the biggest challenges, especially doing, if we ever wanted to do something a little bit more cinematic and we're coming from film school, we wanted to do like, oh, have a camera move every once in a while. I actually love like Futurama and the Simpsons movie. Oh, those three moments. Exactly, yeah. right? And that's yeah. sort of what we really, if if you're going to make something about Napoleon and there's supposed to be at eventually a sense of scale, we wanted to build something where we had a 3D camera where we could move around. And yeah, the backgrounds was basically, oh, if we go with 3D backgrounds, if you can art direct 3D backgrounds and I can model them, we could get something sure. that, yeah. And it, it, it I think it paid off because then we get more angles. Yes. It's paid off too because I'm not killing myself making backgrounds on top of everything else, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's good. It's about keeping the team yes. happy in it and not killing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was, so, so that tool that you um, uh, created, uh, Nick, was that something that you were sort of developing prior to creating an episode, or was it like as you went on, you was like, "This is an issue. How can we make it more efficient?" 
we developed that first because we did because there wasn't really another way to make the show to have the amount of, like the amount of things that are on Napoleon, if I could think. Yeah, 14 a- poses for his body. So there's 14 bodies and heads. And then he has like 50 or 60 yoop mouths. He has 60 and, mouths and yeah, like and then 45 like, hands. Yeah, and like 45 <laughs> hands. And mm-hmm. and the and the the legs and the body and the head, they're all separate objects that have their own sets of, of drawings on them that are all cleverly separated. Uh, yeah, it's it would it would just be there would be an incredible amount of 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 uh, almost like a jukebox, right? Dip, like little dip switches you'd have to flip to set all of these settings when you want him to turn. And right. the, and Blender didn't have another way to handle that, so it, it was almost like a necessity that uh, I, I it we almost work like this. We had the idea, we set up an animatic, and we were like, okay, here's the the shots that we wanted to achieve, and then it was then about making the animations getting you to a place where he can actually animate basically because with the character being yeah like without an add-on we we had no way to Mm -hmm. um turn him efficiently and we just came from stop motion so you can almost imagine that like we're traumatized so hard from the, the the slowness of stop motion that any any inefficiency is like not acceptable to us and we have to uh uh, speed it up and the other thing is that we do everything in our spare time so it was like we had to had to make it we did make one version of it and then that stayed for a long time as the add-on and you didn't love it but it worked and then um it was actually when you started teaching me to animate uh that oh, i you understood like what's the requirement oh, yeah and then i was like, oh, okay this is the worst actually i hate it <laughs> <laughs> and then I, so then we have our V2 rig that I actually, I have a demonstration on my personal channel right now. I learned to code just so that we could make our first episode and have the character do something and have him spin around and do animation tests. Once we were at that point, it was like, okay, we have the bare minimum. Like we have one character who can move, who can spin and uh, you can animate them. Uh, we can make one or two 3D backgrounds. And then we made our first like piloty, you, what would you call that? I don't want to bring too much attention to that episode. The no, secret episode uh, we don't talk th- about. That episode was just, is Napoleon funny? <laughs> like, <laughs> can we watch it and not, like, you know, want to exit immediately? Um, but also, is the process doable? Because we had to make the episodes quickly. So that sure. first episode, the first video on, on, the, on the Tiny Media channel is kind of like the test. I would say the first episode episode is the when Napoleon and Josephine have marriage counseling. Yes. Uh, because that's when we got Carr involved, and that's where the, the tone and the voice of the show really took off. Because we saw them interacting. We saw our 3D backgrounds that look 2D. The camera changed, so it looked like they were in a full environment. Um, but we, 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 of course, found like stuff that could always be improved, but that's with every episode. Sure. But I do want to brag, <laughs> because yeah, of Nick's right. pipeline, that... The one episode, I, I I believe it's called Napoleon and his hand thing, is when yes. he um, when oh he, puts his hand in the yeah thing. yeah yeah yeah, and when he argues with one of his marshals, like but who's allowed to do it? That episode took a week to produce from from uh, animation to design everything. That's how quick because we didn't have work interrupting. Right. So and I think that episode is like four minutes. Yeah, yeah, it, it was very fast. That, so, that was when we got yeah. IKs the first time. Yeah, oh, that man. actually that's true. That's when we got IKs, and I was like, "Oh my god, Nick, I can bend him this way, and <laughs> it's so quick now." And it's funny that nice. that episode actually also has no three D backgrounds. So it, it was we made that in three D space, but you, because you conceived that episode as flat, 
it, you had basically you had enough time that you could yeah. draw the backgrounds and we just yeah. drew them and you just oh, went okay. with it. No, it's a real big luxury for animators, especially coming from frame by frame and stop motion to be, to have like a, a file set up mm-hmm. and you can just work and just think about the creativity yeah. and not be bogged down by the technicalities. Of course, yeah. we have to think about the technicalities when something's wrong. Like I usually I'm like, Nick, so this is not working. And we spend <laughs> like an hour on Zoom trying to figure it out uh, what the problem is. But uh, it's been going really well especially in the last couple of episodes because um, we keep getting better and improving the process and sure, more catching all the bugs. Really. Well, we've yeah. gotten to the point now where you have some add like I have an add-on that will, like you can click a button and it'll just check the file for me. And it'll just go, okay, is there, like is the collaboration settings set? Have you set relative file paths? All these little things in Blender sure. to pack as images, all the things that I need that could like, that could be a file path that's on his computer yeah. that won't be on my computer to make yeah. sure that the file is uh, shareable for collaboration like automatically a- automatically pack into the blender scene and make sure that's exactly. all on and things yeah yeah and i just have instead of having him do those three or four actions individually i just have a button so it's just like slap <laughs> button and it just does check 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 you're you're it's ready to go well that's it's amazing it's yep. time saving isn't it at the end of the day if you guys have you know you're doing this in your spare time um if things are taking a long time you the best thing is to just how can we make this quicker and more efficient and like you said you work those out as you go and questions come up it's like this is causing an issue and you in your case nick can you fix this <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. and we and we have that we have it go both ways like i designed some we have some 3d buildings that were in the background of our last episode that will soon be moved to the foreground in the next episode so it's like we like to always reuse our assets so once we have something like in the past our uh we have this office of napoleons that we keep redesigning Every time we would do an episode, we would do one episode in daylight in that room. And then we would, with that same room design, we would light it for night and then reshoot the, a new episode in that same space with a different lighting. It looked sure. different. Um, and just just as many things as we can reuse as we can to tell a story. Uh, shoot, what was I just saying? Buildings? Yes. The so the buildings, um, uh, like like the same way you pass problems coming to me and saying, oh, there's some technical thing that's not working. I still... Like it's like oh I have these buildings they look too Lego blocky okay so you what what's wrong with this design can you help me fix it like we have to find we we always find uh, ourselves bothering each other for help yeah yeah well um it's it's great that you said earlier about uh, you and you know you you learn into um, animate as well oh. Nick and then sort of oh okay you understand the user as well as the user understanding the you know the creator type thing so it's a it's a yeah. great way to sort of understand from both sides what needs to be done and what can be done and things like that yeah, exactly it, it we try to really spend a lot like in and you spend a lot of time looking at my stuff too and it's just that we uh there won't be any other un- understanding unless you just spend time looking at things together yeah and uh yeah and and definitely. speed yeah definitely what 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 um what about uh, inspirations for the um you know any two D animation two D animations that inspire you and and influences and I guess art style you know can we talk about I'll that? let you answer because he has the better answers but I'll say that for me the two things that like the two big reference points or three now is like the Bob's Burgers movie the Simpsons Love movie it. and Futurama having these those are some of the like so those are some of the touchstones for me on the three D backgrounds. And doing the line art and making basically having 3D objects having these uh, 2D outlines make sure. them look like they're flat drawings. Yeah. 
you, but I'm sure you have way more than us. Actually, no, because like lately I've, uh, well, I've paid more attention to the 3D stuff. Like, because every time there's a shot, we would watch a movie and they'd be like, that's a 3D shot. Yeah. That's a 3D shot. Yeah. That's a 3D shot. And then I would, I, would, I would then be like, oh, now I'm looking forward to. So I'm really grown to appreciate, especially the Bob's Burgers movies. They do yes. some amazing work there. In terms of like the style, I guess, um, you can just think of like, you know, Rick and Morty. We didn't want to go too Brickleberry-ish, even though like you can kind of see, like we did want it to be a clear like adult animation comedy style. So it's like very minimalistic, big eyes, you know, sure. not too much Ren and Stimpy squashing and stretching, even though we want to do that in the future because yeah. Blender tools are just getting better and better mm -hmm. and better. And who knows, we might be able to do a frame by frame in record time. But yeah, in terms of inspiration, it's mainly uh, Rick and Morty because they, they I think they've done some amazing work there. Um, and the Simpsons movie, Bob's Burgers. There was another one. Oh yeah, Final Space. Oh yeah, Space oh, yes. has, Final Space. Yeah. Final Space. When I saw Final Space on Netflix, I called Nick up. Or I, was I living with you at the time? I don't remember. Yeah, I think we were. I don't remember. I think but called him like, from another room. Nick, yeah, you've got yeah, to, yeah. come, come yeah. in here now. That's, you've got to watch this. You know what? You laugh. That's actually probably <laughs> yeah. No, but, but when when we saw Final Space, we was like, let's try and go for that quality. Like yeah. like we always try to go for like. Okay, what quality are we achieving here? When are we going overboard? When are we not going overboard? And what is acceptable for a YouTube web series? And there are lots of good YouTube web series out there, like a lot. But I think I think mainly Nick and I spend a lot of time looking at stuff that we were inspired by. Okay, well, how can we get at least 30% there or 50% yep. there? Sure. Because that's an actual team with millions of dollars behind it. We're just two people yeah. in our basements. So like that was an interesting discussion. Like, is this acceptable? How good can we get the line art? How good can we get the lighting? And like, for me, that was one of the, my favorite processes. Like how good can we get it to look? There's an episode of Adventure Time, which is one of my favorite ones by one of my favorite animators, yeah. David O'Reilly. Uh, mm -hmm. glitch, glitch is a glitch, the, the 3D version of uh, Adventure Time. I haven't seen the 3D version of it, no. I mainly watch the Lemon Grab episodes because those those kill me. Oh but, uh, yes, the, the, this yeah. is a solely three uh, D version. It's so so great. It's done. I think I think he uses Maya and it retains the two D like style at times, but it's kind of their own style, but mm -hmm. low poly style, but kind of keeps within the rules of um, the Adventure Time rulebook, but kind of yes. becomes its own thing at the same time. Oh, it's wow. just an amazing hybrid. Um, but check out his other work as well because he does sort of uh, low poly style, but it's a very unique, uh, flat looking. Um, yeah. And what was his name again? Just uh, like his I name's David David O'Reilly. So I guess David O'Reilly, because just because the clip I found didn't have his name on it. Ah, sure. Because um, I think it's from the uh, the broadcaster. Have you ever considered doing a three D version like David O'Reilly <laughs> did for that for a special episode? But I'm not sure about Nick, your 3D background. Nick, do you want to maybe hint yeah, at? I can or a yeah, you yeah, could do yeah. a stop motion one will, because you've got stop motion. Die. No, I never die. again. <laughs> I cannot. I can, you'll, you'll die. I'll die. Eight hours a day in a room moving a puppet. And if something goes wrong, like the wood expands because it's warm and your shot's sure. out of frame to start all over again. No, never again. Is, no. we, built, we built a uh, slider for that. And the slider was a breadboard and the buttons <laughs> were too... When you would try and touch the buttons, you would sometimes nudge one of the, a breadboard just being like one of those um, cheap, it's like a board with a bunch of little wires in it for yeah. the electronics. So none of it was soldered properly. And you would just go in and touch the buttons. And sometimes you would nudge a button and then they would stop working. So I had installed some straws 
to extend the like to act as a oh, button. There was a straw with a stick inside of it, and then he would click. And that was the. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. touch the center of the camera. Like it was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it worked really well though. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, some three D stuff. Actually, um, Nick and I were talking this week about um, like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we just made a whole show in three D? Because two D is great. I love working in two D. But now that we've gotten so used to three D and we're getting better and better at modeling. Um, we're seeing new opportunities for different shows that look different than Blown Apart. Because Nick and I both agree we don't want to ever make something that looks the same as a previous project. Like, we would never make another show that looks like Blown Apart. Because we've been there, done that, right? Like, what's interesting interesting about Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Well, we're working on another project that is a uh, in 3D, and it's like a space comedy type thing. We're hoping to do uh, like an art style that's sort of inspired by stop motion, so it'll have a bit of a stop motioning feel to it. And we're also uh, experimenting with doing some motion capture uh, oh, and yes. stuff like that to to do the animation. So it'll just be it's just it, we, again it's just it's really about experimenting with the quickest sort of techniques, so like that we can again make things really really fast. Brilliant. It'll have it'll be similar to Blown Apart in the sense that it has some very basic animation styles. Yeah, and it'll be about someone who has a massive ego, and yeah. That's oh, that's exciting. Yeah. You guys are yeah. definitely going to come back for another episode, I hope, in the future then with uh, yeah. talking also. about that project. That'll be, that sounds great. I'm excited. But Rococo do a, like, um, you can, if you haven't got the suits, we've, we've got a couple mm-hmm. of suits uh, here, which are great. Um, but if you're on, like, a budget and you just want to try some stuff out, they've got, like, webcam. So you can, they, it uses AI. Oh, yeah? So you can oh, wow. literally, it's, it's free. So you can mm-hmm. go on the Rococo website. It's called Rococo webcam or something. Oh, I think I have heard of this on Southern Shoddy's channel. I think he talked about it at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's just AI. So you can stand in front, act out some um, actions, mm-hmm. and then it kind of creates a motion capture file for you then to retarget wow. onto characters. That might be a cheap way to test stuff. I didn't know that Rococo did it, but I knew that there were some AI tools to take yeah. a few angles and, and mo- uh, mocapify them. I also got a, an Xbox One Connect. Oh, nice! I, there's there's something there's something very funny to me about the way it does it. The capture specifically, it just has a, a beautiful jankiness to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna definitely experiment with both and, and try again. Find something that works really well, sure. but also try and you know embrace the limitations of the technology a bit. If I'm not gonna get the most beautiful, smooth Rococo animation, maybe I go the other way and. Yeah. Find some, make, find make it look humor. stop motion. You put it on twos. And yeah. So it looks yeah. Yeah. Ha, ha, yeah. And just embrace the, yeah, again, the limitations of the technology a bit. And don't mind that if it's a bit sloppy, silly. Look forward yeah, so, to this, guys. Definitely. Yeah, it won't be It won't be for a while. Uh, we still have another Blown Apart episode that we're working on, working hard on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Exciting in, stuff. How does the uh, start of an episode get going? Um, it, 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 it evolved because when we lived together, we wrote it together, we did the storyboards together, like we did everything together. Now it's a little different because we we live apart, but the process is still the same. Uh, like, I well, was, even when we lived together, one of us sort of led it, but now, yeah, yeah, it's more yeah. of it. But it's the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically the same thing, just we're in different places. So like I like I would write a script, Nick would look at a script, Nick would write a script. You know, it's all very collaborative. And lately the team, like even like Johnny and Michael who have been doing either voice or music are now also participating in the writing. So it's really becoming more of a collaborative, like open door kind of process. In terms of the animatic, I do want to say something really funny about that, that we discovered while doing early Napoleon work. So animatics or storyboards are, is usually just a guy, right? Um, drawing storyboards. And then we, and then in the animation, it gets redrawn and the backgrounds come in. But because of Blender and we have all the assets, we 
now get all the assets, take screenshots or just renders of a frame you like, and that's now the storyboard. Oh, so the storyboard okay, yeah. is the first phase. And then once we approve the storyboard, it, that same file becomes the animation file. Oh, so like nice. we don't, we, so we, it's actually somehow, well, not somehow, we but just, it's really cool to see that we combine two very separate processes because usually oh, storyboarding yeah, is really cool. completely yeah, different sure. than animation. I have to add yeah, something to that's this. That's great. So yeah, please. One thing that we're skipping over that I don't know if you've seen or not is that, so we have a, se we, we do everything in a sequencer workflow. So the okay. idea is that in all, in one Blender file, and because most of our episodes are one location, the entire episode is contained in the one file. We have yeah. like little strips that will switch the cameras and you can actually do sometimes a bit of camera tweaking as he's planning out or like finalizing the animation, deciding like, ah, you know what, we'll cut from here to here, get something wider or closer. But the idea is that because we have the sequencer workflow, we can we open us a, a set and yeah, we place the 3D characters in space and start cutting up the cameras and then what? slowly just continually refining that file. So the, ca the characters go from all standing like in T poses to actually getting some basic animation on them. The camera angles slowly evolve and change. And then yeah, exa that exact file is what you will eventually do the animation on. Brilliant. Ah, the, the file actually, if you look at the 3D file, it actually kind of looks like how you would film like a TV set, like show, because right. there's multiple cameras, like camera A, camera B, camera C, and we just switch them to whatever we want. And uh, Nick found the way that whatever we switch the camera to, the puppet, because it has to be flat and face the camera, switches with the camera. Yeah. So right. every time you switch, the character just flips right. immediately yeah. to that, so it's that, facing yeah. the camera. So yeah, and then that's more custom code again, but this way that we can change the camera angle whenever we want, and it's not... We used to hand animate that, so it would be one camera that was constantly moving, and that way, and that was a limitation so that the cam characters would always have an, a single object to point to. Right. And now I have some Python code that figures out what's the main camera and keeps flipping the characters nice. to point towards the right one. Nice. Yeah, just that that just makes it really feel like you're just like you're just flying. Like you just jump to the shot you want to work yeah. on, and just you can move the camera in out and the characters twisted the right way on that. Yeah. It's like it, it feels like it's in the, they're just in the three D space at that point. Brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it's That's a great. very different way of animating because you're like animating, moving the camera, adding effects. Like you're doing everything at once. Lighting. So well, you just it's yeah because you're directing right yeah that, that's the way we think about it, is that like it's more about folk, like for us right like we're it's almost like we're directing and then we have this file set up and then almost like how most pre-biz is done once we've finalized all the motion and the camera and the timing then we just keep iterating on that to actually turn it into nice shots that are the end product a question for me i remember when we first were talking about you guys coming on to do an episode um before we dug into like the, the behind the scenes stuff that you guys put out on the internet um i was just curious to like oh why, why i wonder why they're not sort of you know designing it in photoshop and then rigging it in blender just for like the animation side but then I, we found that you guys you know use grease pencil for the line art and to get that style it, it matches better. It matches better. It's, the, it's nice. The liner looks the same, right? Yes. And but also deformations and such. It's a little bit harder to get the deformations to look nice with Photoshop. You you do design the characters though. Like you're uh, a great designer, and he uses Photoshop a lot. I, I use Photoshop a lot, especially in, in the backgrounds. If you see a painting, like that's always done in Krita or Photoshop because yeah. the paintings tools are better. But, but grease pencil is getting so good mm. because it's getting better and better and better that I hope that one day it gets so good that 
I can just abandon all other softwares and have just one software to rule them nice. all. Like cool. just kind of just live in there. Like I'm currently now for the first time, like in the beginning when we were working in Grease Pencil two years ago, I'm like, oh, I can't do a Disney style or Looney Tunes style cartoon yet. But now three days later, I'm like, oh, I definitely can. So like we, uh, that's, that's the hope that, that I can just use one software. Mm-hmm. But for the current time, I still really enjoy working in Photoshop and Krita. Krita, Krita is better um, th- th- because it's again free, and I don't, you know, want to pay for Photoshop. Sure. I don't want to. I don't want to pay for any of that stuff. But, yeah. You know. But yeah. mainly because we're not using a very very painterly look, like because things are flat, and we like to use like we we do take advantage of the lighting grease pencil has sometimes. So in our yeah. earlier episodes, we experimented with like candle lighting. We've mostly we've dropped a lot of that to embrace a more 2D-ish look, but we still do the occasional shadows and things on the at night pencils. mostly. At yeah, night, night mostly. Sure, yeah. 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 And and again, it's about like, this way we don't have to composite anything. Yeah. Like it, out of camera, we get exactly what, like it's what you see is what you get and we and we know what it will look like. And there's a bit of dynamicism that's just sort of automatically added in the same way you would get when you just point a camera at someone next to the sun. You get like those happy accidents. Yeah. And that's sort of why we like Reese pencils. Then we can just, once you throw the lighting on and you just make things happen, it's like, oh, well, there was a light there. turns out that it's kind of hitting them a bit. It looks nice. Nice. Leave it. Another thing to add too is that like, because of the the software, the the, the method we use, we actually don't have any post-process. We don't edit. We don't do any, like Nick said, any compositing. It comes out of Blender and it's done. Uh, So we eliminated like not only storyboard roles, but like post roles. Yeah, and the and there is some compositing that I'm thinking about introducing, but it's in a different spirit. So like we always make sure that if any compositing or any work we're doing, we're not doing it on a per shot or per minute basis. Like we're not, cause we don't have the time to go in frame by frame and fix everything. So if I wanted to like uh, add a depth of field to uh, the whole episode after the fact as a uh, post process, I would still basically animate it in Blender, like may have an empty or something and have that information saved into my EXR and sent down the line. <laughs> Uh, once I hit render, I want to see the finished movie. Right. I don't want to have to send then because then uh, we are very quickly able to iterate in the sense of when we're at the end of the episode, we can just find animation mistakes, go in, fix it, re-render those frames yeah. and keep moving and not have to, okay, so let's render that. Then we're going to send it through yeah. this file that will add the background and then we'll send it through this thing. And Blender uh, just, it does a great job already of a lot of that stuff. So we don't, it, it doesn't, you don't really need to. Definitely. And yeah. Did you ever explore or, or test out any other sort of rigging tools for 2D um, that affect we, in Blender? Because we, we actually did a very small bit of work in 2D, uh, the cutout style for a music video, mm-hmm. but we actually used, um, is it cutout animation? It's like an add-on for Blender. So mm-hmm. you can bring in pictures and then rig, like put bones in and then animate that way. If you're using still Blender's bones and pose mode, you're ba- we we're, we're very similar, doing like we're doing a very similar thing. But then, God, there's God. Um, but this was just us grabbing pictures <laughs> from the internet, and, yes. and you can yeah. see all the horrible like, you know, there's a lot of crossover. You know, there's not enough elbow in in. You know, That's we were just kind it, of it's still, it's still, it, it, it works. It works, and like I know, I I love this kind of stuff. Like the charm is in it. Yeah, if it matches the comedy and the storytelling, like you can actually forgive a lot because animation automatically is more work than live action anyway. So like, 
I think this is great. That was that was a post <laughs> effect. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a that's a great lightning effect. <laughs> post. Oh my god. Post yeah, splash. But yeah, it was all about oh, how these boots were made. But they're talking there. It's quite fun. Yeah, that's like the story, right? Yeah. I gotta check out the actual video so I can listen oh, to okay. it. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a really great. This band is. So oh my god, it's the church. Okay, I'll remember. I'll remember that. Yeah, type in there and look <laughs> at some of their stuff. They're they're really funny. But yeah, um, so it was your own tool, and and did you try anything else before that? Uh, we did harmony before that, and that yeah. was sort of half the reason why we went to Blender was because harmony was a great rigging tool, but expensive. And it was like, okay, so how much of this were we really going to use? Because Harm Harmony is an expansive tool. Yeah. And if you look at, there was that um, America, the motion picture. And this is an interesting topic that I also think will become part of the future of Grease Pencil. America, the motion picture uses really, really detailed cutout animation to the point where it's nearly frame by frame. The character rigs are ridiculously detailed. Like there's so many poses, there's so much detail on them. Um, it's really insane. And we weren't really using any of those tools. So it was like, it's, it's, it's half of it. It's like, oh, what are we paying for? And half of it was, well, we want to like control and do our own thing. And that's why we ended up, it was more, it's almost more out of necessity than anything else. Right. Well, also um, if we used Toon Boom, we'd have to get a budget. And yeah, sure. if we would have used Toon Boom, I, we, I don't think we would have made Blown Apart because we would have been hunting for grants and like getting money before to even pay for the software or the team, right? So... And so, and ultimately, we want to write things like that's our like our goal, and we like uh, comedy. And we weren't going to write a better comedy while getting a grant, or like try, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. like so we were we were like, well, let's do things now that let's see if anyone even likes it. Like, if does anyone even think it's funny? And then we can sort of decide how we uh, want to proceed from there. Are and we actually we, any good? Can we actually yeah. do anything? <laughs> and, and now that we started posting it, it's become its own thing, and we like where it is right now. It's yeah. just, it's a funny thing that people enjoy, and why can't we? Like, why do we have to stop? When we first saw it, and then Jack and Steve were like, "What do you think of these guys? Should we get these on?" I was like, "This is a full production. This isn't." I didn't know that it was just two people making this show because the production value, the the audio, everything about it was just so polished. Yeah, oh, wow. props you. to you guys. Honest, um, we, we'll be watching. We're going to subscribe. Well, we I think we already have fair, fair for, the, for the next episode. Much appreciated. Thank you com coming yeah. out. Um, and the last one was what two months ago, I think. Uh, and that yeah, the, the, the timings changed because if I could, we had a couple new things just be posted recently that are these like Napoleon does TikTok yes. videos, and um, it's a really funny process because I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice something around, uh, weird? If you saw them, he may have noticed there's something weird about him. No. Like that he has a green outline on his body. Right. So we've we've gone through the work of shooting it in Blender on a janky oh, okay. green screen that has like <laughs> yeah. changes. So it feels that TikTok. Uh, yeah. That TikTok. File. And then when after you've done animating in the file, we actually run it through a compositor. Like uh, the Blender compositor does it for us, but we run it through a key. We pull the green screen. And let it create like little imperfections. So you, yeah, and so you purposely. Oh, that's genius. That's genius. Um, so yeah, so, so Napoleon's going to get his. Well, he's going to have his own TikTok channel. Yeah, we, we've been posting them on TikTok as well and on YouTube uh, Shorts. They're just like yes. these tall style videos. Yeah. Where we have Napoleon pretend like he's. Um, yeah, he's, he's just. It's it's mainly <laughs> to have content on the channel because the episodes. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much about the next episode, but the episodes are scaling up. 
Uh, and um, usually when we develop something, we just need some time to get it figured out. And once we have it figured out, we're pumping them out again. Nice. Um, but the next episode ha- uh, is uh, all, all you can say it. You can, you can say, say this. Say. It's outside. Okay. We see yeah. Paris, so it's no longer in a closet or not a closet, but like an office. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, so we're we're constantly scaling up because we want to see these characters uh, be in other places. Yeah. Our ultimate goal, though, is to finally show Napoleon on a battlefield, and you can imagine what needs Absolutely. to be done there, right? Like yeah. smoke explosions. And at that point. We could really like we could take the original pitch that we had for the show and make a full continuous narrative series at that point. Maybe we, we could just have make a tools. feature. We can just yeah, make we, a, we a could, ninety minutes. We could, we could make it a feature. Honestly, that's definitely. Yeah, I think that's a better. I don't know. But yeah, the we, we were yeah, but it's almost like every episode we're scaling up a little bit on the technology. And you're right. Once we once we get to a point, we sort of plateau. Like we work inside the technology that we have, but we've been doing a jump. Yeah, to get outside. Um, there's a lot of things that we're doing at once now. So we're getting buildings. Sure. We're getting a carriage, we're getting uh, uh, possibly like people outside, and we're experimenting with how to do more far away background elements, and then having more minor animations and like technical animations and things to make again like that feeling that you had. If you, if very nice of you to say that you when you looked at me like, oh wow, this is like a real thing. Yeah. We want to continue to push that as far as we can. So the the next episode, we even want to look more like a thing. Yeah. You've got horses. There'll be horses too. Like yeah, you know, things you see in the 1800s. You know, like sure. more of that stuff because you can only do so much in a room, right? Yeah. You yeah. want to, you as 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 like well, Nick says, like as storytellers, you want to explore different sure. people. We want to have, for example, hopefully the Duke of Wellington sometime, or bit the younger, like you know, just more characters, more environments. But like like we said, because it's two people, we have to. Of develop course, it first. Man. We yeah. have to design it first. But once yeah. we have it, it's so much fun. It's so much fun because we can just keep spinning them and reusing them and retooling it and adding to the narrative and also just crafting our own storytelling sure. skills. Like, you know, that sounds exciting. I bet you guys get quite excited thinking, oh, wait till we we can wait till we make this or how are we going to yeah. do that? That's going to be because you, you're constantly learning and, um, you know, what can be done how you can push things to the next level and you know effects yeah. and explosions and you in your mind you guys are leading up to that big battle yeah and i guess you kind of go oh you know i saw this thing like wouldn't it be cool if we did this for that or let's test this out um, i have a like long exciting. playlist of a lot of youtube tutorials and different blender <laughs> effects and yeah. things that i i've looked at and we've even had some help in the past like we've uh, for our buildings, we use just a normal, uh, we use a little curve uh, tool to lay out buildings quickly, or I've been experimenting with that. And uh, Aaron Dale, who is like a YouTuber who does lots of geometry node stuff, actually oh, yes. lend his hand and his mind a little bit to help us out with that, which oh, was really brilliant. kind. And yeah, so it's, it's fun to build up the little tools. We might keep leaning on more people and getting more help. And uh, yeah, we're always, look, we're, we're always looking towards that. Yeah, the big battle explosion type thing. That's so We're exciting. also looking for collaboration. Yeah, like yeah I mean, if there's anything, I mean, we we don't do like two D stuff, but man, if we just stay in touch, if there's anything, you know, we could get involved with I mean, we, at any point. The show is not really two D; it's fake. Yeah, it's, like that's a, it's all a lie, right? It's, it's in, all, in, like no, you'd be surprised how much crossover there is, or with the three D side of things that we do, and yeah. a lot of it is just like clever tune shading and clever angles to make things look flat. Sure. And they're not like most of them really aren't flat at all. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, we we love Blender. We we use Blender a lot. And if there's yeah, if we can lend any 3D knowledge or 3D collaboration, we just keep in touch, man, because that'll be yeah, we should do that. Yeah, absolutely cool. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. I've got a question then. How, how typical length and time to make an episode? I know you guys work in your own time. In our golden age when we were pumping them out when we were living together or now? Uh, yeah, I guess now. then and now. What was it like then and what's it like now? We used to do, and Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, monthly. We would yeah, really. pump them out monthly. Um, now um, we take t- two months. Um, but when two months, but now we're pushing it more because, like I said, we're adding buildings and stuff. But we're we're adding we're making now shorts. So Nick set up a file system where we can just make shorts quickly. Yeah. So we're push we're, we're producing more stuff. But as the episodes get more elaborate, we're taking our time with them because we want to be good. We want of them course, to be good, yeah. right? But we're still pumping out content with the shorts, and who, who knows where the sure. shorts will lead. Yeah. And that's a weird. It's a weird balance because I'm. We're both simultaneously like making the episodes and making like the content and the assets. And then I'm also developing on the side. So it's like a lot of like, for example, let's say the shorts. Uh, when we did the first round of shorts, we had, I had a rule, which was basically we can't have uh, intercutting. So it just has to be, if you're going to stitch or like have another video featured in the short that Napoleon talks about, it has to be at the beginning. And it's because I was developing an add-on to quickly synchronize the sequencer and the, um, and uh, an image on plane in Blender. So basically now you can you would import something as an image on plane in Blender and then have it synced up to the video sequencer so that you can retime the animation ah, of yes. when that person, like that little TikTok video starts talking. Right. So that we can simulate Napoleon uh, basically editing a TikTok on his phone where he, nice. he like shows a clip and then comments on the clip. Sure. Uh, so there was like, there's we're always playing this game of simultaneously making things and then making add-ons to make it happen faster. Now nice. that I made the add-on, it it has helped make the the shorts faster and yeah. it's the same thing with the episodes because we have the rigging add-on and the sequencer add-on we've even done a new we're yeah it's just a lot of stuff that's a lot i think that's cool i think man. a short uh well not not all at once because you know full-time jobs and stuff <laughs> but i think to make or animate one short six hours really? like less five which really? is insane that's because that is crazy yeah. yeah. After a day, but we have a day of like conceiving of the idea, and then either me or you will go in and just again, it's the same kind of way we do the storyboard. So you take the same puppet and you just go in there, just stick them in like three poses mm-hmm. so that you can just convey, like, he's like, okay, he's happy, he's upset, he's sure. happy, whatever it happens in the video, and put your backgrounds in. And then once you're at that point, yeah, six hours, yeah, he takes that. He he's an amazing animator, so he just knocks them out of the park every amazing. time. What what about the lip sync stuff? Do do you um, what's the process for that? Is that just okay. swapping out mouth shapes, or is there like a motion not motion capture, but like lip sync tool? That reminds me of a really funny story, Nick, about the total. We got to tell. Please do. Please, funny stories. Okay. We love them. But Go for in it. the beginning, uh, it, we we tried out rhubarb lip sync. But uh, because Johnny, our actor, talks so fast, <laughs> the lip sync is going, blah, 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 and it doesn't match. So uh, we now, well, now I just listen to it and I lip sync. I just find it's the correct mouth shapes. Usually it's animated on twos. And I now and, I've gotten so good. And they're all still at, images. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, they're all still images that you flipped before. Yeah. I've gotten so good now that I can just listen to it, take once, and lip sync as know. I'm going through it. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to test it. Yeah. And there's a reason why I got so good. I think, Nick, I think you're the best at explaining for that story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, before we tell the story quickly, though, I want to yeah. mention that. So, rhubarb lip sync, yeah, it's an AI tool that we've used in the past that takes like a WAV file and gives mm-hmm. you some basic lip syncs. We still do use it sometimes, but not for the reason you'd think. It's more like, just to give us, like if I'm roughing out the animation, I want to see what it would look like. I sometimes throw that on there just to make the characters look like they're talking. 
Oh, it kind of okay. believes it, it kind of tricks my brain into believing that the right. episode's happening. <laughs> and and in, and on occasion, Yoops used some pieces of that. So like like not like one time out of ten, it'll be good enough to use. Sometimes it's just helpful to to have the beats, even if the sure. shapes are completely off. Uh, but yeah, we don't really use the tool as much anymore. But I did actually release because we had to uh, update it to work with our system, and I've released that on my Gumroad so that people can use that tool with um, that tool with lip sync. Oh, nice. That 2D lip sync rhubarb tool uh, with their cutout animations. So it's like free online. Oh, and um, as rhubarb, the tool gets better, I think it'll become, I don't know, it's, yeah. For some p- pieces, it'll be great. And I think you, we might use it for background people. Yep. Oh, okay, just for the, um, like, yeah. Just, yeah. It, it, there's, it's a great tool. Yeah, but it's not perfect, especially with how quickly our voice actors talk. So how, you uh, see actors fault. It's only <laughs> yeah. actors yeah. fault. It's not the rhubarb. It's, it's okay, so. So you, you're quicker quickly. now, you, you, you're quicker than Rhubarb it's, tool. Yeah. <laughs> well, after this happened, so so we had this video. We love this thing with Napoleon where we do Napoleon in the, the world. It's almost like the Muppets. We have real, uh, the show. And then we have like the actor Napoleon that plays himself in the show that like shows up and does like, he goes on TikTok and he plays video games and he has reactions. Yeah. Um, it's like how like kind of how Kermit shows up at the Golden Globes to talk about his own yes. show. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so we have an episode where Napoleon does uh, a video game. So you did a bunch of uh, game capture and threw it all into Blender and just sort of started animating on it. And we didn't look too closely at it, but it was uh, it was taking like I think two a week or two to just get the lip sync done. I was like, what's really? going on? And I and I, I I was oh he's a lazy guy. This this <laughs> and. That's, that's always what tech people say. These animators, they're so lazy. Turns out Yoop was animating the whole thing at 60 frames a second. So that's like, I think, two and a half times the amount of work. And I'm and I'm so focused. I'm like, why is it taking so long no to word. animate this one word? I yeah. don't... Re- I, and when we were rendering at 24, so you wouldn't notice. Yeah, so yeah. I, lost, I did all the work and at the end it's 24 and I lost all the frames. Oh, and I was, man. It was the funniest thing, but I did want to shoot myself. Yeah, this lip lip syncing at sixty frames. It that's. But it also showed us how quickly things can go off the rails in the sense that if you don't have everything set up properly, mm-hmm. and there is some sort of slight mistake, you could be paying for that for yeah. a very long time. And it's not you. On, yeah, you. Sorry, sorry. You will be paying for a very for long time. <laughs> is that when, obviously, when, when you spoke about earlier, Nick, of you like sort of having those tools and like check like check the file, check it to yes. the right frame, um, right? Yes. Check the, all those things because obviously it's all, trying... it's all from that experience yeah. of like, oh, this is not, like we had a problem one time with the rotate to camera thing not working, you animating a character off camera basically a little bit. And then when I rendered it and fixed the, the angle, Yoop's like, oh, wait, he was supposed to be pointing like here, not like his arm. Why is, why is his arm broken now? Yeah, well, like, where is he moving? Why is, why is things moved? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and basically, and we can't have things rendering out and then not be what we expected yeah. them to be. So I had to go in there, fix the bug that was causing that, and I added a big red button and a little checksum that ba- a little check that basically says, if it's not working, flat like, hey, it's not working, like yeah. stop, yeah. it's gotta stop animating. Yeah, sure. and that's the thing that I think I've learned most with this process of working with Nick because I would animate something, right, like work on it for hours, and then it would just for some reason or other, it would break. And then literally Nick becomes God in my eyes. Like, please fix the animation. I don't <laughs> want to do it again. And he always manages to fix it somehow. But yeah, 
Because that's something very new, like for me, right? I guess it happens with 3D animators more. But if you're frame by frame, like where I come from, what you do is the final result. Mm -hmm. So now that there's like a step in where one tiny thing can nudge his head to the left more. Yeah. Now his body's not connected. It freaked me out in the beginning. and but like it's now, technical now I trust issues. The a lot more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It mainly has to do with when we don't have the characters rotated properly to the camera. So if the camera and the character don't align properly, uh, and like sometimes in in the past we had issues where when rendering, like you would see it in the viewport, but then when rendering it wouldn't rotate, and the it issues are flat. Yeah, the yeah. issues would be slight enough that it's only until you get to the the cameras moved around the table enough. The oh wait a minute, that's not he's flat. He's not looking at the sure. camera at all. Because that's um, the limit. That's the like the issues that can happen. Like yeah, gl- weird things. Like you say, it looks fine in the viewport, but when you play blast, not play blast, but when you render yep. it, it no, does something. Blast. Then you then you go, it goes. It it looks fine. Yep. I don't I don't want to reanimate it. It's just just the te- <laughs> it's a technical issue on the export that. You know, you don't want to spend time trying to fix it, Nick. I mean, you you pass it to well, Nick and go, that's being weird. Well, and that's one of the reasons though that we picked Blender, actually. I got let me let me get into that. So yeah, the, the thing was that with Harmony, we had problems with Harmony before. Like you, how many times did your Harmony file just like into space? Oh, oh <laughs> like yeah. all the work you did was gone, and it's okay. This is all deleted. Um, I learned also. Uh, here, can I? Give me three seconds. Yeah, go for it. Won't Please be. do. Because I in my because I didn't I didn't want to talk about this. I, in my work, I was working at Spa for a while, and they they used Harmony there, and they actually you explained to me exactly what was happening. It's when we would copy the folder to another folder, it's still referencing the original folder that the Harmony file like you know how the Harmony file is like made out of a folder, not just a, a file. Anyway, I I only learned that recently, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, but so basically, Harmony was giving us problems. It was. Uh, difficult and we didn't know what was wrong and that's the that upset me to not know why sure, things yeah. were breaking you have to call harmony like hey guys yeah and they don't they're not gonna yeah. unless you give them more money you don't get support <laughs> so there's a level of um what i loved about blender was that i could actually check everything because sure. it's open source yeah if i wanted to and i did i learned everything about it and now i can diagnose every like to down to the t of whatever the problem that we're trying to solve is because our our process is so unique to how we work, and yeah, just it, it. Blender allowed us to debug things, and there is no weird like that. Like like it's in the when I was more on the art side too, I did always be like, oh, the computer just does things. It shouldn't do the, the sure. computer shouldn't just do things. It should yeah. do exactly what I told it to do. And if yeah. there's something else, there must be a reason why. And in every case, there has been a reason why. And I've just really appreciated that Blender's made so well in such a way that. When I fix something, it's actually fixed, and that I can actually rely on the program yeah. to not be just whatever doing nonsense things or randomly closing or doing whatever it wants to do. Yeah. Definitely. So that's that's the, that was the real thing. Well, that's uh, but, uh, a technical artist's mindset, isn't it? Like problem solving. Like this shouldn't this shouldn't happen. Like I want it to do this, and it's not. You know, yeah. problem solving. It's uh, yeah, it's that mindset. Yeah. And Yoop animates into uh, inside Blender. We have like those action strips. So like mm-hmm. Yoop animates into that action strip. That's it. Like that's the idea. Is that like if the like the world explodes, I should be able to get that action strip out, get the animation that Yoop did back, and if I had to reconstruct the entire episode around his work, and like there should not be lost animation. Yeah, yeah. That don't I, fly in Nick's world. 
Yeah, I've let that talk. I talked about that for too much. Sorry. No, no, it's no, right. no, 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 it's important. It's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, one question I really wanted to ask um, about you guys working full time and um, also working on these um, webs, this web series. You work all day and then you work on these on an evening. Uh, how do you give advice for like resting? No, that's, a, that's a very, I think, important question mm-hmm. because uh, I'll just kind of like speak for myself. Please and do. Nick, of course. Well, we worked this for so long, but I'm just going to speak for yeah, myself. Go ahead, go ahead. It was uh, it, it was a lot of fun, right? Because you're working, working, but after a while, you lose sight of how much work you've done, mm. and it just becomes an endless grind because there's always things to do. So it's it's like a weird, toxic relationship between the stuff you should be doing, you should be working, you should. You, I, there was a point I felt guilty for relaxing, and it only got worse when you know when uh, the when full-time work becomes actually full-time, like nine to five, right? But um, if if I think the best advice I can give based on what I've learned is instead of jumping into the pool, into a project because you're passionate, spend a little bit of time figuring out how is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really learned with Nick, um, because I was always very excited, like, oh, I want to like, and then, then just start. And then before I know it, I lost all my hair. <laughs> Trust me. So like, <laughs> I used to have hair before stop motion. Um, <laughs> well, that's what every stop motion artist <laughs> yeah, animates. Yeah, actually, it's actually true. It's true. It's, it's true. It. It's true. That, that, like, um, and I've, uh, I'll just say like, I bled for my art before and I, I don't regret it, but now that I'm like 28, and I know I have other responsibilities. Okay, how can I do my art responsibly? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess by ha- working with Nick and just setting up the file properly, scaling the project to what you can realistically do. Right now, I balance out my hours. Okay, I work two hours a day. If I if I don't work two hours a day, I move it to the next day. If that doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is set realistic yeah. little milestones um, because once you have like what I've learned from fir- like firsthand mainly in stop motion though, is if you keep working and working, you actually not only lose sight of your health, but you lose sight of the end result. Sure. And you don't, if the project has not been scaled properly, it keeps ballooning and ballooning and either you don't finish it or it breaks you or you finish it and you don't get the result you want and then you hate yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so, it's like feature great. creep in video games. That's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like feature, like in video games, they call it feature creep where someone keeps adding an extra idea to the project, one more thing that they could do to make it more awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've really learned that. I've learned that now when we make a new episode, what can we realistically sure. do with the time we have? And uh, I think that's the best advice is when you're doing something you're passionate about is just be kind to yourself and like, okay, am I going to kill myself doing this? Sure. And to, to take a right. cynical approach, artists always don't like the things they make anyway. So why spend so much time on it? <laughs> By the time you're done, you're going you're gonna <laughs> to hate, hate it anyway. <laughs> like in the sense that you're always looking towards the next thing to make something better. So there is a level of just accept that this thing's going to be good at what it's good at and it won't be good at what it's good at. Like, and then you can just make the next thing. And there's never been a piece of art that I made that I was like, okay, now I'm happy with that. And like, I've become satisfied. So I like will now stop learning. Yeah, exactly. I, so, I have reached the pinnacle of my artistic chasing, career. You're already chasing the dragon. So you might as well uh, just accept that. It, yeah, it's fine. All right. Know. That's great. It's so, it's so important. And it's something that we, um, you know, like to talk about and touch on briefly with these talking to people in the industry, like, yeah. Um, I appreciate advice that. and things because it's super yeah. super important you know burn burnouts unhealthy 
people really do need to um, look after themselves mentally, physically, whilst working on even just um, a, a full-time job, let alone doing um, projects outside of work, work and things like that. So um, thanks for your advice on that because it's something that we we, we like to, to mention. So. Yeah, and it's something I like. For example, like Yoop's doing better at it than I am. Like I still struggle with that as a problem. Like I think I, even last night I was committing some uh, some commits up to the GitHub for the sequencer add-on. Like ten thirty last yeah. night. <laughs> it's it's. I know you mean it's. Uh, it's it can be very difficult kind of to sort of detach and then think. Oh, I'll just do this, and even if it's just five minutes. But I guess if you physically switch off and detach yourself also switching off the mental side of things can be super difficult as well because you know sitting there at 10 p.m watching the tv and then you're thinking about um the graph editor in blender or you're yeah, thinking exactly. about the code that uh, did i actually put that you know in the code yep. so you, you really do more, or you thought of the one more feature you can add yeah yeah so it's I mentally physically leave yeah. your house yeah well, go for a, a walk and and literally separate yourself because from. otherwise like at least i like you know that like, once i'm in the space if you're in the space where you do the work you won't yeah. stop the work yeah and it's that it's physically leaving that is the first step to because you don't this way you don't have to switch your mind you switch your body and your mind will follow like sure. oh there's the wind like i have to think about that yeah. now like uh, but I'm if you're in the same room <laughs> well here it's winter so immediately yeah. i'm not thinking about my yeah. work i'm thinking about i'm freezing and i should have wore a jacket you Nick, have a lovely Sunday evening. I just want to say thank you. It's been amazing to meet you guys, to talk to you guys, and we wish you all the best, and we'll stay in touch. Thanks for your time. Take care. Thank you. Okay, Bye. all the best. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. If you're looking for more conversations like this and can't wait for the next episode, head over to our YouTube channel at Big Tooth Studios, or follow the link in the episode description.